you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, December 13th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, guest singular, just one man who just happens to be a one-man three-ring circus, as in three Super Bowl rings, all won with the New England Patriots, where he was considered a locker room enforcer, a de facto team captain, and the only man who had the stones and the latitude to throw Tom Brady up against a wall and (laughs) scream at him to chill the blank out. A moment of pre-Super Bowl lore that, if he hadn't done it, might have irrevocably changed the course of history for what became TB12 and a dual-generation dynasty for the New England Patriots. His measurables are imposing. 6'5", 268. His jersey number is 55. His astrological distinction is Sagittarius. His birthday was Sunday. His name is Willie Lee McGinnis Jr. Welcome back, Willie Mack. What is going on? Well, we're going to find out here in a moment. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, Willie will preview each game of Saturday's triple header only on NFL Network. You heard right, Saturday, game one, Colts and Vikings in Minneapolis, kickoff one Eastern. Game number two, Ravens and Browns in Cleveland, kickoff 430 Eastern. Game three, Dolphins and Bills Mm -hmm. in Buffalo, kickoff 8 15 p.m. Eastern Sunday Stars playing Saturday football. Oh, it's going to be good. We're going to talk strengths and weaknesses, matchups to look for. Willie will tell us how he sees these games going down, and we will get him to finish the following sentence for each contest. I wouldn't be surprised if. But first... 
this. McCoy dropping back under pressure, stepped up, there you go. and he'll be brought down. Moves up, he's being pressured. He starts to run, and he's tackled. Pocket closing, got it. Quarterback goes down. McCoy drops back, Jude on pressure. Ooh. McCoy slides right, he's pressured by Wise now. Goes back to the middle, McCoy is sacked. McCoy drops back with a play, but he's pressured by Judon. Yeah. Right, right, he's okay. sacked by Judon. He's under pressure, and both McCoy is going to be spun around by Final score, Patriots 27, Cardinals 13. Willie, your Patriots sacked Colt McCoy six times last night. Colt came on in reserve of Kyler Murray, who was injured on the third play of the game. And got an injured Cardinal. It's Kyler who went down very awkwardly that time as he tried to cut. Non-contact. Oh, no. An MRI shows a torn ACL, which, of course, rules Kyler out for the remainder of the season. Willie, he has been difficult to root for at times. But, man, we feel for this kid today, and I know I'm not alone when I say I am rooting for you now in a whole new way, Kyler Murray, to get through this, to get back on your feet and to come back to our game better than ever. Willie, it's a tough, tough blow. It is. It is a tough blow, man. And you know that this is how players make a living. And it's a part of the game. We accept that as players. But when you see um, a player carted off, you know, with the non-contact injury and could possibly miss a lot of time, and he's one of the more polarizing players in the league, an important, you know, player uh, at the quarterback position, and it's Kyler Murray as a teammate, you're like, wow, because he brings so much to the team and the offense and just the injuries, you know. We accept it, but we don't like it. And we understand it's our livelihood that's at stake. But uh, hopefully he's doing well. Um, His teammates will rally around him. And, you know, when he waved going off, that was encouraging. Yeah, it was encouraging. We were glad to see that. And I think you're absolutely right. But let's be clear about something. This is a polarizing player for a reason. You do not garner the kind of attention that Kyler Murray does if he didn't have immense extraordinary, easily identifiable talent. Because when we see somebody with, I believe, the quickest feet in the NFL, (laughs) with arm talent, the likes of which we saw in college and certainly in glimpses throughout his NFL career, you recognize what this player is capable of. We certainly hope, as Willie said, that he is getting better and that he will prove to us once again exactly what he is capable of. Cardinals, of course, fall to four and nine after that game. Patriots, your Patriots improve to seven and six and find themselves in the frame. Patriots back in the AFC playoff picture. Chargers fall back out. Willie, the standings tell us that the Patriots are a playoff team heading into week 15. Yep. What did you see last night that suggests to you that they could be a playoff team when it matters most four weeks from now? I always say that the Patriots are a team that won't beat themselves in a lot of ways. They'll take care of the football. They won't get stupid penalties. They understand situational football, and they take advantage of your mistakes. And we saw that, you know, with some of the the turnovers and turning the points for the Patriots. We saw um, them run the ball, the short to intermediate throws by Mac Jones. They know who they are, and they're not trying to be any, any other team or anybody else. They prep and they perform, and they go out and execute according to their skill set and who they really are. And they're a tough football team. They're a top-five football team on defense in every category. And offensively, you see them wanting to be more aggressive, so you know they got it in them, but they're not going to put themselves out there or the coaches are not going to put 
certain players out there to hurt themselves. Okay, let me ask you about that because you're right. You see them wanting to be more aggressive, and I think you are seeing exactly what we are seeing, Willie, which is a fired-up Mac Jones showing some fire at a place on the field that <laughs> you don't necessarily want to see it as much as you're seeing it lately. That's on the sidelines. Mac Jones firing what appears to be criticism in the direction of offensive play caller Matt Patricia now in back-to-back weeks. Jones clearly wants to push the ball down the field. Patricia clearly prefers the shorter routes, as you indicated. Willie, it's unfair to make you pick a side, but <laughs> what say you about Matt versus Mac? Well, you got one coach that's very experienced um, in coaching. He's been on the defensive side of the ball, but he does understand what defenses are trying to do to you offensively. So he, I would say he has the mindset to know what defenses are going to try to do to Mac Jones and how they're going to try to attack. So sometimes as coaches, they have to save the players from themselves. So Mac but, Jones wants to push the ball down the field. Yeah, but it, Matt it, Patricia may recognize, you know what, young man, it's not, this isn't the game. This isn't the time. Not yet. Spots. Not yet. I mean, there's spots for all that stuff. And you got to understand if a team can't stop certain things, you keep, you keep doing it to them. There's no need to force any other issue or do anything outside of that. You make adjustments according to what's happening during the game, the process of a game. And I know Mac Jones is trying to break the stigma or he can't throw down the field or he's a short to intermediate guy and he's trying to push the ball down the field. That will come. But you have to open those type of plays up. And you got to be, you got to attack what the defense gives you. We always hear coordinators say, take what the defense gives you. Well, they can't stop certain things. You keep attacking until they do, then you make an adjustment. So I think in time, it'll all come together. Okay, so maybe in Matt versus Mac, both men are right, so to speak. Right. Mac is right to want to throw the ball down the field, but Matt, Patricia, is right in saying, not now, your time will come, we'll do it at the right time. Last night wasn't the right time. Matt Patricia is looking at the big picture, and as a competitor, we want to strike and attack and, and, and do it now. <laughs> you looked at a very specific picture last night and you shared it with us this morning in the meeting. And you said, quote, when you see a deer, you bag him. Now that, Willie, <laughs> is a hunting term. And I get a sense that you are using it because it is a hunting term with Kyler Murray going out of the game mm -hmm. and Colt McCoy coming in the game. The mindset, the vision of that front seven for your New England Patriots changed. We no longer have a running quarterback. We can now adjust our sights and go bag that deer. Am I correct in assuming that Colt McCoy is the deer in this construct? Absolutely. And I was making reference to you have a mobile, dangerous, athletic quarterback in Kyler Murray. You have to rush him a certain way. You can't be undisciplined in your rush lanes. He'll take off and he'll make big plays, especially on the edges. We've seen it time and time again. Colt McCoy is the opposite. So you can be a little more reckless on your pass rush, meaning we can break the pocket, make more inside moves. Don't really worry about getting, giving up the edge because guys can run him down. And he's less of an athlete in throwing. The percentage with his completion percentage and everything, if you break it down, is far less from him moving, trying to escape versus sitting in the pocket in a nice, comfortable pocket delivering the pass. So that's the mindset when you go against two separate quarterbacks or two 
totally opposite uh, style quarterback. Totally opposite. Now, the deer hunters in question, as we referenced earlier, six sacks on the day. Matthew Judon, who is getting most of the shine yeah. on that defensive front for the New England Patriots, had one and a half sacks, bringing his season total to 14 and a half. And yet I found it very interesting what he said after the game. I love the kind of leadership that I heard from Matthew Judon when he said, no, 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 I'm not the best pass rusher on this team. The best pass rusher on this team is Joshua Uche. He is emerging, Matthew Judon said, as the best pass rusher on this team. And Judon was very happy to call his teammate out. Sure enough, Uche, who was trusted to wear Willie's 55 jersey, had three sacks on the night, bringing his total to 10 on the year. That's a dangerous combination if the Patriots do stay in this playoff picture and go into, let's say, Kansas City, if Kansas City remains the two seed, or into Buffalo, if Buffalo slides to the two seed, or the Ravens, if they were to work themselves up into the two seed. Let's say New England stays at seven. They're playing the two. That's a dangerous combination if you're Josh Allen, if you're Patrick Mahomes, if you're Lamar Jackson, who maybe hopefully finds his way back into that starting lineup, isn't it? Absolutely. you got to have guys up front that can get to quarterback and play the run at the same time. And all those guys you mentioned are mobile. They can hurt you on the run with their arm. Um, they're versatile. And they, when plays break down on the back end, you know, they usually use their legs to make up for it. So when you got four guys, four that can get to the quarterback and get to the quarterback often. Patriots are top of the league in sacks, and you can drop seven. It's a good thing to have. Sure is, and it is a major problem, not a good problem to have if you're an opposing quarterback. Right. Willie, last question on your Patriots. Did you uh, co-sign Uche wearing uh, double nickels? Wearing I did. 55? Before the game, we always, you know, we always in total access talk about a player that needs to step up or have a big game. And I said, he's wearing a double nickel. Is Josh Uche, he'll have a big night. It's the big stage. It's Monday night, and he didn't disappoint. No, he did not. He delivered in a big way. Three sacks for you, Uche, and a thumbs up from the OG double nickel in Patriots colors, Willie McGinnis. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com. 
where America goes to hire. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, Andrew Levy, and today I am joined by the champ, Willie McGinnis. And now, Willie, let's get to work. Previewing the Saturday triple header only on NFL Network. Game one, Vikings, 10 and 3, hosting the Colts, 4, 8 and 1. A team ranked dead last in the AFC, those Colts. Vikings, of course, the two seed in the NFC. And yet, they are only favored by four points. I find that interesting. Willie, what do odds makers know that I don't? Because on paper, this one feels like a major mismatch. Yeah, absolutely. And that's because probably that the Minnesota Vikings haven't just been blowing teams out and been that physical team on both sides of the ball. They struggle defensively, one of the worst defenses in the league. But we know how explosive they are on the offensive side. And the Colts are optimistic. You never know which Colts teams you're going to get. They come out, they look like a playoff team, and then they come out at other times, and it's just like, what is going on with the Colts? But they're a talented team. They're still fighting. And quite frankly, the Minnesota Vikings haven't showed anybody that they're one of the most dominant teams in the league. Yeah, domination is not a word that we have attributed to the Vikings. We have seen Justin Jefferson dominate matchups. We have not seen the team, as Willie said, dominate really any of the wins so far of the 10 wins on their schedule. Couple numbers to ingest, listener. Vikings have the 10th best scoring offense in the NFL, just over 24 points a game. Colts have the second worst scoring offense in the NFL. They're scoring barely 16 points a game. So right there, we've got an eight-point gap. Again, help me understand the four-point line. Hmm. Vikings, the eighth-worst-scoring defense in the NFL. Maybe that explains it. 24 points a game they are giving up. They're scoring 24 a game. They're giving up 24 a game. So I think Willie's concern about the Vikings, or at least his questions about the Vikings, are certainly validated by those numbers. Vikings have the worst passing defense in the league, and maybe, Willie, that explains it all. Right, absolutely. And if you want to be a, a good team in the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs and be a force, you got to have balance. I mean, you could score points, but you got to play defense. Defense, I know the cliche saying is they win you championships, but they, they actually give you an opportunity if you could play good defense. You still got to score points because these offenses are too explosive. And if you don't score points, you could play great defense. At some point, those defenses will wear down. We saw a Rams team that played great defense in a Super Bowl just a few years back. Oh, yeah. They gave up 13 points to Tom Brady, and they lost by 10 because they couldn't get in the end zone. <laughs> if they had gotten into the end zone two times, they win that Super there Bowl. But, of course, they took that loss 13-3. to Willie's point is absolutely right on. You mentioned something in the meeting that I find interesting. You said what we know about the Minnesota Vikings is that they have firepower on offense. You yes. like that wide receiver room. You like it beyond just Justin Jefferson. You like Dalvin Cook. You like Alexander Madison. You like that they have balance. T.J. Hawkinson, the new addition. Yeah. On that offensive side. Yeah, Osborne. Yeah, all exactly. 
But what you said about their defense and what you kind of attribute to their team overall is a question. You weren't being critical, but you're asking the question. And the question was this. He said, are they physical enough? Are they a physical football team? Because if you want to make your way through the playoffs into the promised land, you have to be physical. You answered your own question by saying, I don't think they are. I think they are more finesse than they are physical. Finesse sounds like a good thing, but in January, you really do need to be physical, and you know this better than anybody. Absolutely. The teams you're playing in the playoffs, most of them run the football. The weather sometimes isn't always the best, and teams, they go in and game plan you according specific. So it's not, it's not we got five or six more games left. We got one game. We're putting all our eggs into a basket, and the teams that move forward are the teams that can win the trenches on both sides of the ball and play physical. So you got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to protect. You also got to be able to, to penetrate the pocket and get after the quarterback. Outside of that becomes the penalties, scoring points, not beating yourself, and all the other things that come along with that. But when you watch the Minnesota Vikings, they are not a physical football team. I would say they're more of a run-and-gun type team. Okay, so here comes the question. I'm not going to ask you for a score. I'm not even necessarily going to ask you for a winner. Do you think the Vikings are going to win this game? I do think the Vikings are going to win. Okay, you think the Vikings are going to win. This question kind of gets to how. So here it comes, listener. Game one of the Saturday NFL triple header only on NFL Network. The Vikings host the Colts. Willie McGinnis, I wouldn't be surprised if... The Colts go toe-to-toe with the Minnesota Vikings because they have a physicality in the running game that I don't know if the Minnesota Vikings can handle, and they're going against one of the worst, if not the worst, pass defenses. So this may open up some holes for Ryan and company to go out and make plays. So the Colts could pull off the upset. Hot take from Willie McGinnis. Cover your ears, Vikings Nation. (laughs) Skull, no, not for you. For the Colts, potentially, says Willie McGinnis. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Willie McGinnis. And our job today is simple but difficult. Preview all three games of the Saturday triple header. That's right, Saturday triple header. Three NFL games. We have talked Vikings and Colts. It's actually Colts and Vikings. Vikings are hosting that game in Minneapolis. Let's turn to game number two. Ravens, the third seed in the AFC with a 9-4 and four record, taking on the Cleveland Browns, who are 5-8, and eight, currently sitting in the 12th seed, if you call it, in the AFC. That game is in Cleveland. The Browns are favored by a field goal. Ravens coming off of an unconvincing Week 14 win against the Steelers. They won that 16-14. That's their second unconvincing win in a row after that game against the Broncos in Week 13. You all remember that game finished 10-9. Browns outclassed by the Bengals in Week 14. The story of this one, quarterbacks. The Ravens have turned from Lamar Jackson to Tyler Huntley, from Tyler Huntley, to the rookie, Anthony Brown. Now, David Carr almost reflexively suggested that the Ravens would be fine. He's a like-for-like QB for the Ravens, he said. He can handle that Ravens offense. But, Willie, that is easier said than done in the NFL. Right. However, you would agree, and you said so in the meeting, that Anthony Brown's job is made considerably more achievable because of guys like Calais Campbell, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen on the defensive side of the ball for Baltimore. Willie, I know you like what you see there. Talk me through it. I do like it. And since week five, there's no other defense probably that's had more production 
than the Ravens. Um, when you look at points, they're only giving up 17 points a game, only 288 yards total a game, only 15 touchdowns since week five. I mean, that's, that's probably one and a half, almost two touchdowns like per game or even less. So they're doing a great job at getting better of all the things we looked at in the first quarter of the season or kind of like the first half that they were struggling in. And they're also at the top of the league, top 10 in the league of takeaways. So when you look at how they have evolved, now teams aren't just scoring points. Teams are not just, you know, hitting them with big plays. The mental errors aren't there and all that. If they can get multiple opportunities and take the ball away and give it to this offense who is going to slow play you, this, this offense runs the football. They're physical. They're going to slow play you, short passing game. I don't think there were many throws over 15 yards, you know, with Anthony Brown when he came in. And if you're winning first and second down, you don't have to throw the ball down the field. Your eyes did not deceive you. There wasn't a single pass over 15 yards in the air from Anthony Brown in that game. So, Willie, you're absolutely right. So is that the antidote here to concerns for the Ravens offense, bubble screens, slants, short passing, hand the ball off a lot. That's how you do it? It is, high percentage throws. And when you have a young guy who's an undrafted free agent, yes, um, you don't want to put him in harm's way. You want to make sure that you're coming up and devising a game plan that's suited for him. He's not a big runner like Lamar. He's, he's a pretty good passer. So what do you do? You, you company that at company that with high percentage throws to make them comfortable and you run the ball and win first and second. Now uh, you know how important you talked about it in our last game preview how important the trenches are in this game the trenches will be especially important for the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Because Kevin Zeitler right guard for the Ravens is out. Willie you called that out earlier meaning Tristan Colon gets the unenviable job of lining up against and trying to contain your guy, Miles Garrett, that could be very tricky. It can. And the center's also banged up. Leave bomb. So what you have to do is you got to get the ball out quick when you do decide to pass. But how do you get a new guy coming into the lineup, especially on the offensive line? How do you get his confidence going? You run the ball. Guess what the Ravens do anyway? Run, they the, run ball. the ball. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have the very dependable hands of Mark Andrews. To no, absolutely. As well. And he's that short to 80 million yeah. guy. He's going to be Anthony Brown's best friend. You yes, can be sure of that on Saturday. Quick on the Browns, a top five rushing offense. We know this. Yes. Nick Chubb is a special back, and he proves it year in and year out. They're middle of the pack in overall offense and in defense, but I think we can agree, Willie. You can throw out the stats for this team because Deshaun Watson is working his way back into a team that promises to be very different and much more dangerous when he is back to form. He didn't do much in week 13 against the Texans. That was a win. He threw it 42 times in that loss to the Bengals in week 14. What are your expectations for him and the Browns in week 15? Or is it unfair? Is it too early to even have expectations? Yeah, I think it's, it's too early. And like you, you said, it, it was, it's key. He's working uh, himself back into being a starting quarterback. He's almost been off for two years, so it's not going to happen in a week, not even two or three weeks. It's going to take some time to get his rhythm, get his connection with the receivers, get his timing down, all those different things. That's very, very important for a quarterback. And being on that offense with those running backs, um, it's okay because that means you don't – I mean, I know they threw it 42 times because they were were trying to win and and stay in the game, but – He's in a system where he doesn't have to on a consistent basis. Ravens and Browns, it's game two of the Saturday triple header 
on NFL Network. The oddsmakers give the edge to the Browns at home by a field goal. Finish this sentence. You wouldn't be surprised if... The Ravens go down to Cleveland and put up a good fight, but lose. Ooh. <laughs> I think Deshaun Watson gets back on track this game. And I, I know it's going to be tough trying to run the ball against this defensive front, but what he brings to the table with his mobility, I think they'll do that more. They'll get him out of the pocket. They'll boot. They'll sprint. They'll play action stuff, RPOs, all the different things that that meshes with his skill set. That's how you get a quarterback of his caliber back on track. And I think being his third week as a starter, right, we'll see a lot of those things incorporated. You know he wants a divisional win. Oh, yeah. Willie McGinnis wouldn't be surprised if he gets it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Finally, the nightcap of a Saturday triple header only on NFL Network Dolphins at eight and five. They have fallen to the sixth seed in the AFC at Highmark Stadium in Buffalo in what promises to be a cold and snowy Buffalo mm-hmm. to take on the Bills, who are 10 and three and currently atop the AFC playoff standings. Bills are favored by seven and a half. As I mentioned, the game is in Buffalo. We talked about this earlier. And the question about the Bills, Willie, has been the same all season. In fact, going into multiple seasons now. Are they, too, Josh Allen dependent? You talked to Josh Allen's former D.C., Brian Dayball, currently, of course, the head coach of the New York Giants. And he said, yeah, they are Josh Allen dependent, but that's who they are, and that's how Josh wants it to be. Explain. 
Yeah, because I think when you have one of the purest playmakers, versatile, athletic playmakers in the game, the coach and the player always wants the ball in his hands because you trust him because he's done it time and time again, and he brings so much to the table. That's a good problem, and it's a bad problem. The good thing is that with the receivers, with the backside of the backfield, he can give you all and everything you want in the passing game, whether it's on the move, whether it's from the pocket, regardless of the weather because he has an arm built for that, and um, you have the playmakers on the outside to go out and win because they're really, really good. The problem with it is sometimes you become too dependent on that and things start to get forced and you feel like you can make every play instead of allowing others to develop and make plays or use the others. And we've seen it earlier in the year where you get into certain situations, you're trying so hard, you want to be that guy to make the play, there's a fumble, there's interceptions, there's this, where you could have just handed it off to your running backs. You could have just used those guys in the red zone. Instead, you throw it three or four straight times and you come away with nothing, a turnover. And I think that's the part where coordinators have to call a game to help a quarterback out that's a competitor, that will fight to the very last breath, that always wants the ball in his hands because he knows what he's capable of doing, and so do you. But you have to protect players from themselves at times. I've said that time and time again. Does Ken Dorsey need to be more innovative with this offense, especially when we get into December now and into January, games that matter, elimination games in the playoff? He's going to need a wrinkle or two. I think he brings that to the table. He's very creative, and he understands, like, game planning, that from the tight end position, the receivers, the backs, you have so much to, to, to use as your resource. But at the end of the day, they know this team you know, goals by Josh Allen. So you want to keep him involved. You want to keep him engaged. You want to keep him feeling like, you know, he's going to be he's going to be a part of a lot of different things. When you need a play, who do you go to? You go to your playmakers. Yeah. Well, he's one of them. Yeah. You know, I think he leads the team in rushing. When he has the ball as a defender, you got to pre- prepare for a lot. So they understand that. And I think it's week 14. They are what they are. Okay. They are not changing. They're not changing their, their, their stripes. They are what they are, and they're going to attack you how they attack you. And let's be clear about this, listener. They are who they are, and let's not forget that they happen to be the number one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Who they are is working for them. Time will tell if they can get over that hump and finally get to the promised land and win a Super Bowl. I know Bills fans have been waiting their whole lifetimes for that, but let's stay on the ground. Let's look myopically at this next challenge. Okay, so if that's who the Bills are, Willie, help me understand, who are the Miami Dolphins? Because (laughs) they seem very different today than they did three weeks ago, five weeks ago, and ten weeks ago. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins are a good football team, but they struggle at times. Well, the quarterback in the offense has been struggling over the last couple of weeks. And we know how explosive Waddle and Hill and Mostert, you know, and Sherfield and all those different guys, Kaseki, they got weapons. And you got a creative coordinator that comes from the 49ers, the run coordinator, but he's also creative in understanding defenses and matchups and how to put guys in position. I just think they've got maybe a little too gun hole of the big play or making a, throwing the ball down the football field when you have two really good backs in the backfield with Wilson and Mostert that you can also control the trenches and bring more balance. 
against the 49ers, they only ran the ball eight times. And that's a defense you don't want to drop back 45 times a game. So I think quick strike, big plays is what they are. But I also think that they can incorporate more to help the offensive line and protection and run the ball to help Tua to kind of get him in the groove and get him in a rhythm and do some more things with, with the run game. You said earlier today that this Bills defense is better at certain things than the Chargers defense, who we saw bewilder and really beat down the Dolphins. Tua left scratching his head, and his head was probably in pain. It went 10 for 28 in that game. Not a good stat line, but more importantly, what happened on the field was simply not convincing. Again, they didn't run the ball two weeks ago. They didn't run the ball this week. They tried to. They, they ended up with maybe 90 yards or so, which I think flatters to deceive a little bit because that was not a balanced offense that we saw take the field against the Chargers. Now the Buffalo Bills defense, who, as you said, is even better at the Chargers at certain things. What are the things that the Bills offense is better than the Chargers at? And does that make this game Impossible no, for the not Miami at all. Dolphins, or or how how could the Dolphins shock the world, overcome the seven and a half point spread, and win this game? Well, let's remember they already shocked the world and beat the Bills. At yes, home. they did. Yes, they so did. So I know it's going to be a tougher environment. That I, was about a thousand degrees that day. That was. This is going to be that's about what, fifteen, and, and right? That's, and that's what I was about to get into. It's going to be, the, the weather's going to be polar opposite of what it was in Miami. Right. Can they play in that environment? Can they withstand the cold? Can they? turn the physical part of their offense in. Is the wind going to be a factor or the snow? Whatever may happen down there, it's a loud, crazy stadium. The fans are all in. It's going to be playoff environment. And the matchups are really good. But what I will say about the Bills' defense, they can match up on the outside. Tredavious White, they got Elam. They got young guys that can match up on the outside. They also got a front, as we've seen against the Jets, that will get home and punish the quarterback. And you have to be mindful of that, especially when your O-line is struggling in pass protection. They can get home with four or five and drop back guys. Their linebackers, Milano and those guys, Edmonds, they can get back in coverage and they can cover a lot of ground. So if you got a defense that can get home with four and drop seven or they can bring, mix it up and bring pressure with the linebackers, you got to be mindful of that. None of that sounds good for the Dolphins, Willie. No, it doesn't, but they understood that the first time they played them. And it's going to be a tough, long, physical game. They got to take advantage of when they do, and they got to win their one-on-ones. But you're not at home now. You're playing in Buffalo. It's going to be loud. You're going to have to go to silent count. It's going to be a lot of good communication. You can't have penalties with false starts and all those different things. And you got to be clean on a lot of things to beat this Buffalo Bills team at home because it will be a hostile environment. You know, we talk about quick twitch muscles in mm-hmm. the NFL, in professional sports. I think Tua has the most important quick twitch muscle of all, and it's his mind. It's his eyes, and it's his brain. When it comes to making decisions on the fly, he is very, very fast at assessing an instant and making a decision. He is going to have to rely on that quick twitch brain more than ever in this game, Saturday night at Highmark Stadium against the home team, heavily favored, top seed in the AFC Buffalo Bills. You talked about the weather. Willie, we saw, or at least we heard, I shouldn't say that I saw, it would be a lie to say that I saw, but I heard on good authority 
that the Miami Dolphins, when they were across the street at SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles, California, brought warmers to the sidelines in L.A. If they brought warmers to the sidelines in <laughs> L.A., what are they going to do in Buffalo? You can't wear a parka over your uniform. It's not legal. You can, but they'll have coats and heated benches and all that good stuff and the blowers coming off the sidelines. So, hey, but it was cold last week in L.A., man. Willie is not saying that the Dolphins (laughs) don't have a chance, but I think if we were to go back, and I will certainly go back and reassess his assessment, I'm not seeing a whole lot of reasons to hope, Dolphins fans, and yet it always comes down to the game. And you know, you're the one who taught me this, Willie, divisional games are different. They are tricky. They are. They make teams nervy when they should be confident. They make teams unbeatable when they should be a pushover. It's a weird thing that happens in divisional games. So can't wait for kickoff in this one. Can't wait to see what happens in this one. The question is coming on this one to you, Willie. Dolphins, Bills, Saturday night in Buffalo. You wouldn't be surprised if... Tua and this offense gets back on track. We see a lot more of the running game because we've been screaming it for the last two weeks. And I think after Mike McDaniel assesses What's been happening the last couple of weeks, he'll incorporate it more. And to go into an environment like that, to eliminate some of the mistakes from the silent count and all that, it's easy to hand the ball off and build your passing game off of that. Willie McGinnis wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins offense gets back on track. It is something they desperately need as a team. Oh, yeah. They want to make sure that they don't fall out of the AFC playoff picture because don't look now. That is a possibility. Get back on track. Do it in a hurry. You've only got a few days. We will see you Saturday night in Buffalo. I want to thank today's special guest, Willie McGinnis, the three-time Super Bowl champion, the all-time NFL leader in playoff sacks, and a guy that I admire so greatly. Thank you for breaking down the triple header for Saturday's three NFL games. Saturday, you heard correctly. Join us tomorrow when we look ahead to the Sunday slate of games, including a fascinating game that could define the wild card positions in the NFC between the Giants and my commanders. Who wins it? How do they do it? Join us tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.